We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Lucky Lefty Podcast. The Anora boys are in the building. Left right there is quizzically looking at something, probably looking at the ingredients on something he's drinking. We are brought to you by Anora Whiskey. AnoraWhiskey.com. It is that premium American whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. And if you're going to drink, by all means, make sure that you do so. Responsibly. If not, drink this vitamin water, zero sugar. I got the wrong one. It tastes like <laughs> it's terrible. Left, we're going to hear from Notre Dame players. A lot to say. A lot to say. A lot of interesting comments. We'll hear from Tariq Bracey. Uh, we'll hear from Logan Diggs. And we'll hear from the Gator Bowl MVP quarterback, Tyler Buckner. Uh, we'll give intel. Uh, visits won't start until January the 5th this week. And we fully expect. Uh, Sam Hartman and some other visitors to be on campus via the transfer portal that possibly will be joining the Notre Dame program. We'll talk about that. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. But we would be um, foolish not to uh, start today talking about the incident and last night's uh, football game between the Bills and the Bengals. Uh, T. Higgins tackled by DeMar Hamlin. 
And then, you know, he collapses to the field and uh, it's un unconscious, no heart rate. And had to be revived through CPR on the field for several minutes. Uh, you saw the reaction from both sidelines, both players. Uh, NFL has released a statement. Uh, he's still in critical condition. And uh, our hearts and our prayers go out to him, his family, uh, both of those teams, the players, everyone connected. And the reason I wanted to talk about this is not just to say this, say that left. Um, I, I believe I became a better football fan last night. I, be, I became a better Notre Dame fan last night, bro, if I'll be honest with you. Um, if I'm being a, keeping it a buck, I shed a tear last night, bro. Um, shed they, a showed tear. His, they showed his mom coming down, and as a parent, like I've had moments being 2,000 miles away from my daughter thinking about, yo, what if something happens and I'm not close enough? You know what I'm saying? It wasn't about him per se, but it's always something that can connect you to people. And, and that's really what I want to get across to people. You know, the world tries to make us divisible. The things of the world. At the, at the end of the day, we all start out as human beings. Before we start receiving intellect, information, and other things that make us divisible by beliefs and, and culture, we start out as human beings. And uh, as a human being, if you just couldn't look at what was happening last night without talking about what needed to happen with the game or without bringing up how much somebody makes and all the other exterior things to the situation. If you just couldn't sit there and see that somebody was having CPR performed on them with millions of people watching in a full football stadium, and that's never been seen before. That's, if that doesn't touch your heart, I, I don't know what else to tell you. Maybe you need to cleanse your heart. Cause that has nothing to do with culture. It has nothing to do with race. It has nothing to do with anything. You're just looking at a situation. And like I said, you know, my heart went out to him immediately. But then it really touched me just as a parent. Like, yo, in a moment, she goes from cheering for her son to not knowing whether or not he's going to live, yo. So as a parent, like, Every time my daughter leaves the house, bro, every time she leaves the house, I'm praying that she makes it home. I'm staying up until she walks through those doors, bro. So absolutely, I connected as a parent to his mom because I knew on a minor scale, like, yo, I can only imagine the range of emotions that she's feeling right now. And then I'll let you have it right after this. You know, it's amazing how, as as football fans, um, we can critique, we can talk. And I've said it before, you know, just sharing with the Notre Dame fan base, the information and the talks that we've had and just learning about the brotherhood and how close 
Notre Dame football players are, not just when they're at Notre Dame, but even when they leave. You guys have been taught to move on. I've seen it covering practices this season in the fall practices. I've seen someone injured and they just move 20 yards further down the field while they're being tended to. It's like literally just mentally football players are taught to move on. And it's not as simple as that sometimes in life, man. Everything is not as simple as, oh, just move on. It's not, it's not that simple sometimes, man. And like I said, I think I became a better fan because I started to be reflective about, you know, we joke sometimes, but it's like, man, you know, these kids really do put a lot on the line, you know, outside of going to school at an institution like Notre Dame, which isn't easy. I mean, just being a student isn't easy. You add in the other side, that's, that's an entirely different stress. So, yeah, I think I became a better overall football fan and definitely a better fan of Notre Dame uh, last night. And uh, I, I just hope that everyone, regardless of what you think about certain things that are external, if you can't have a pure heart with your prayers, then I don't know what to tell you. Because, honestly, your opinion really doesn't matter when it comes to that, that man's health. There's no amount of money that anybody in the NFL makes that's worth their health and their life. No, I don't care how much they're making. There's nothing more valuable than your health. If your health goes, that's it. That's it. So, yeah, for me, uh, it was very touching. And I think it points to why Notre Dame is so special and why we feel like kids should understand what four for 40 or four for forever means. Because the game can be taken away from you just like that. Like literally, I heard a doctor that was on Get Up this morning say, basically, he took a shot to the chest at, the, at a precise moment in his cardiac cycle that caused a pause in that cycle and interrupted blood flow to the brain which started everything, which was like winning the lottery, bro. Believe that shit. I don't know. That's it was like, yo, she was like, that's one of the things that could have happened. It could have been something that he had an arrhythmia beforehand that they didn't know. She said, it's really only three things that probably took place. But she was like, that's things can happen in life. Like it could be one in 100 million of an opportunity that a hit happens at the right spot or at a certain spot. And the next thing you know, you're paralyzed or you can't move your arms. You can't move your legs. Look, man, my appreciation for what these young men do increased. It was already high. It increased even more. And I think watching a young man like Braden Lindsay after the Gator Bowl, who suffered multiple concussions at Notre Dame, show the value of his education in Notre Dame and say, you know what? I'm good. <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I'm, I'm good. And Ray that four for that, that four for forever means something, man. It means 
something. And a lot of these young men can't even picture it because they're so built to get to that next level. Hey, man, life is real. <laughs> life is real. And the reality is you're a second, you're a moment away from things not going the way that you've planned out and what you've worked for not laying out the way you thought it would. So absolutely, man. Pure hearts, positive thoughts. And uh, yeah, left you can you can go ahead, bro. It, it was. Yeah, I think as a parent, you know, like you said, you just never want to see a kid in a position like that, especially here in one second, and then you scared for their life the next second. So I do think the parent aspect is always uh, a crucial thing when you're when you're going through stuff like that. I think the only thing I had a problem with. I just don't like the virtue signaling. You know, I think it's just too much virtue signaling that happens because of social media where people just want to instantly, you know, throw emotion on things where I think it ruins the objective conversation to have about situations. I don't think everything has to be <laughs> an emotional cry fest where they get a handsome black man that's articulate to go up there and just give these Ryan Clark type of speeches because I'm like, come on. Like, I think we all know what football is as a game. I think it's a very huge anomaly for something like that to occur because it's not like T Higgins is the Hulk. <laughs> no, <laughs> not at all. Or, or, it, or it's just, it's just a, a freak injury, something that, that there's a playing football. I've seen many hits like it. You've seen hits like it, and for that to happen, how it did, it's just unfortunate for the player. I just, I just never thought, you know, the NFL would take it as far as they did in postponing the game. I mean, we've seen plenty of guys be carted off with neck injuries and gruesome injuries all of the short. So for this to kind of stop and postpone the game on national television, I think it's pretty crazy. You know, I think it's coming to more of what the times of people and their emotions are fitting. Like, you know, I think uh, once you start doing that, they may stop the game for, you know, roughing passers, you know, never know. So I think uh, there's a lot of things that you can speculate on why, but I think more importantly is you saw the brotherhood of the field. You saw nice. guys come together and be like, all right, I know this is serious and all, but damn, like, that's my guy outside of the pads and in the jersey. And I think that, in a way, was a good thing for people to see is that it's not so barbarian, even though it it, it has its uh, attributes. So, you know, I think he'll – hopefully he recovers and bounces back. But it's, it's getting real finicky on how they decide and pick and choose what they really approach to uh, helping the game, like the Tua situation. He probably got five or six concussions this season. It's, it's really know. unbalanced. It's the unbalanced. The NFL. Then what, what about the care of the players that are retired? Like, it's just unbalanced. It's, Left, it's, I, it's, I, I, I agree with you, bro. It is unbalanced. I don't think you'll, all, you'll, you'll always get the right answer. I think a lot of this is just coming down to case by case. In, in the situation last night was a situation of case by case definitely very scary for the mom i mean shoot he was you just seen him make a decent tackle and now he's getting cpr on the field it's just ooh, i know that's that's probably the scariest thing for
put them on is uh, seeing that. But, you know, the virtue signaling always throws me off on situations like this because it, you're not getting into heaven any faster, you know, by acting like you're Jesus Christ or a situation. You know, they've been ripping Skip Bayless to pieces to the point where he, they got him on TV crying and apologizing. And I think look, I don't it look, love, look, if they had continued the game, I would have sat there and watched the game. I would have watched it. And I think most people, if not all and, and, people, and my whole thing is I remember my grandfather told me, he said, son, I know you always have something to say. You always have an opinion, but sometimes you have to recognize that your opinion doesn't matter. <laughs> and when you recognize that your opinion doesn't matter, then you can sit back and watch how things play out. And in that situation, yeah. In that situation, all that mattered is how those players felt. It had nothing to do with me. Exactly, exactly. How if those players felt like, no, I don't want to do it. What else can I say? Yeah. What else can I say? I'm not about to get mad because I'm I can't watch football. I got too much other content to go watch in this day and time. And for me. That's when people start, like I said, man, when you want to start bringing external stuff in and start, you know, getting preachy on both sides of the argument, man, miss me with all that, dude. It's a dude whose life is in the balance. And that's what was crazy. You know, all of the the, the, the politicization or the politics surrounding that moment falls in comparison to the guy's life was really at risk. And when stuff like that happens, man, you just got to take it with caution. I just don't appreciate too much of the sympathetic stuff and not keeping some objectivity in it. Because I think it's like you said, it's a spiral because now you got people that's going to reach back to retired players and, and current players and everybody's concerned about their health all of a sudden. It's football. <laughs> right. Sorry, having, millions and millions of dollars. <laughs> And that's the thing, bro. We're talking about the NFL. You're right, thinking about the schedule and when they – NFL can push the whole schedule back weeks. They don't care. They got money. They can reschedule stadiums. They can do whatever they want. They the NFL. I don't have any empathy for the NFL, the scheduling, and the owners. Man, please. Y'all can move mountains. Literally. Like, that's the last thing on my mind. So Central focus is that young man – in the next 48 hours being deemed by the doctors as the most important for his life. Yeah. Now we've seen, seen, you know, this, I think this is just the, I think this is just the most notable uh, situation that we've had in sports so far because it was on the national stage. You know, you've had NHL guys pass out. You had soccer guys pass out this year, but for it to be on, Monday night football and the whole, you know, nation to be watching, you know, it just, it, it shakes up some people. So I think it's a moment of time. Left. If I was watching that soccer match, I would have been feeling the exact same way. It, but it's, but you see how they never canceled no soccer match over no player passing out. They probably so, just put that dude on the little, that little, uh, the little old school stretcher and run him out the stadium. And we're not trying to poke fun, but like we've seen it, like you said. And so it's just an interesting way. Um, it's just an interesting time we're living in, man. It's, it's, it's so many things that can be of speculation. And I think that uh, 
it's definitely changed the game, changed yeah. how we go about taking care of the players in the game. And hopefully we can move on to a a better understanding. I think when sometimes you get too emotional, nobody ever wants to be like, okay, this was the reason. They just like, oh, it's just the craziest thing in the world. But I think if we get some more understanding of what actually took place, maybe we can prevent it in the future and, you know, keep the game how the game is. But I think it's it's hard. It's a thin line when you're dealing with such a, a violent game and trying to have all these safety precautions around it. But I will say this, man. Lucky Lefty Podcast. You know, it's a new perspective. You know, because like I said, since you're young and you're in peewee, there's so much uh, toughness, man. Die for your brothers. Do I'm like all this crazy stuff that you're told, and you get this mentality, and it's like, man, look, <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, not just the physical, the mental side of it. When players step away from the game, that's more impactful than anything. Yeah, Dude, and not when they step away. I'm talking about when they're going through it. Like, this is the type of stuff. This is the way you have to play and think in order to be great. That's, you know, you're teetering on the edge at yeah, all times, like, bro. You got to have a character issue or something if you want to be a good football player because you, 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 you tweetering or teetering on half crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you got because yeah. you have to compartmentalize so much. Yeah. You got to move on through stuff so much. And, you know, a lot of times, especially when they teach you in therapy, they're like, okay, if something happens to you, you have to embrace it and, and take it all in and experience it. But in football, it's like if it happens, you move on to the next play. And I think that builds up for a lot of guys in their life when they're just moving on to the next play instead of addressing things that happen to them, which is why the mental side is so huge uh, for retired players and players going through it. So yeah. it's a tough game. Yeah. I remember you telling me about uh, your former teammate, Jared Grace, and, and just telling me like, yo, you don't understand how good this dude was. Dude. Oh, he was... And he just couldn't stay healthy, man. And he was, and it was, you were like, Sean, it wasn't just the physical. It was like it was just mentally draining for him, man, I knowing mean, that his just, plans for his life changed. Just, just changed. And it's like it, it has to change because you can't even be stuck on, okay, it's still going to work. It's still going to work because that's just not the nature of the game. You only got so long before you're like, all right, just got to move on. But that's a, that's a mental anguish that you got to deal with because only you can deal with it. Nobody yeah. can be like, okay, here's the list of things you can do now that football has changed for you. So, you know, I think a lot of it uh, is hard to go through um, when it don't go right, when it don't go uh, the, the three years into the league and first-round pick. And that's just the fantasy we all want. But a lot more guys that don't get that fantasy than they do. Yeah. And, <laughs> yo – it's okay, man. And this, uh, the vast majority of our fans are, are males. And we love and appreciate our female fans and listeners. Uh, that, you know, the football players are male. Look, we understand from, you know, we understand the whole tough guy, fight through it, don't cry. We, we understand the stuff 
we're told. And at some point, man, um, it's okay to be human. It's okay. Yeah. It's, it's okay to be human. It's okay to look at situations and not use the things that make us divisible as people and separate us and come back to the common thread of, dang, man, I don't want that to happen to that young man. Man, I don't want that to happen to that young lady. Man, I don't want that to happen to that mother, to that father, to that son, to that daughter, to that husband, to that wife. Like, that's just being a human and sending prayers out without giving a darn what happened, why it happened. You know, who cares how it happened? It happened. This is it. This is what we're dealing with. That young man needed every pure prayer he could get. Every pure prayer. And you got people on social media talking about how we going to finish. Man, who gives a darn at this point in time, dog? Let this be dealt with. And then whatever they decide, you got to live with it. As a fan, what you going to do? Protest? Because they didn't contain the game? It's like, man, miss me with that, bro. And stop trying to diminish things because of the way you feel or your political thoughts. Man, miss me all with and And stop bringing up how much money athletes make as a reason for them to be dehumanized. Stop. Stop. He can't cash no checks six feet under, dude. Ain't no checks being cast six feet under. None. So that's where people get lost in translation where, you know, NFL is big business. And it's hard for some people in business to separate the product from mm -hmm. the money. Yeah. You got people gambling, people betting. And they're like, yeah, this is it's crazy. It's a lot. But, but it's a lot of money I got on this team. It's a lot. A lot of people that were feeling a certain way because of certain things. And that's, and that's cool. That's cool. I just don't like the virtue signaling. You know, I, I think that you got to handle it the right way. Whoopie whoop. But the, the crying on TV and the, and the attacking people. And you're not talking about the players. I want to make sure people understand. You're not talking about the dudes that were actually there. That are his brothers. I'm talking about the guys on TV, like Ryan Clark crying and the emotion. It's like, I don't know. I mean, I think that there's a time and place for everything. But some stuff I think is better to just let it breathe. You know, some stuff is like, we got to take the moment from the person by speaking on it in such an emotional way that it draws attention away from the person, you know, can we just let it let it happen? I just don't like the overly, you're tweeting 400 words on how you're so upset and distraught and all this. It's like, look, Jesus is not cutting you in the line any closer because you virtue signal. You know, and you know what? That That is, that's, that's, that's left. The human part of us should have that same energy for all people. Those <laughs> tough things, you know what I'm saying? We shouldn't be, like I said, the things that make us divisible, yeah. that separate us. We should be able to put those things to the side in situations, regardless of who's going through it, regardless of how they look, what shade, what culture, regardless. Humanity 
yeah. reaches out and says, yo, man, can I do something about it? Like, and shout out to the fans uh, in Buffalo and around the NFL that found his philanthropic work and took it up to close to $4 million when he only had $3.50 in it before yesterday. Hey, man. Not everything overflowing. You can't even do it. Hey. You know. I'm talking about that thing was like, it only wanted like $2,500 for the foundation. You know what, bro? It's good. It's, it's the society we live in, right? That we would rather pull out a phone to film something crazy than to be a part of it to help it and stop it and change it. So, hey, I, I see they, they be something like that at HBCUs, man. They, some some half <laughs> tragic gotta happen. They overflow the count, just overflow it. Just I, I hope not. I hope not. Not to that extent, left. Lucky Lefty Podcast, uh, Apple Podcast, Spotify, CSB Nation in conjunction with Irish Breakdown. Follow us on YouTube at Lucky Lefty Podcast. Hit the notification bell. Hit the like button and let everybody know Lucky Lefty Podcast. We're continuing to climb to 5,000. It's because of you, LL Nation. We greatly appreciate you. We spin it different. And to push forward, look, this this is what makes Notre Dame special to young men. And the, the young men that choose to come to Notre Dame, they make a great decision. Because the game, the game is so tenuous, bro. Like you said it. Every you know what you're signing up for. Yeah. Every time you step out on that field, you you know, you know it's a possibility. It, the nature of the game is desensitizing. Yeah, it, you you know that. You see somebody get, get just mollywopped. Yeah. In yeah. person, you're like, oh, that's way more real than on TV. And it's just so the game itself is desensitizing in, in a way. Yeah. You know? So it's just the nature. So so some guys like me, it's like, okay, it's an injury. Boom. What we do in practice? Move it up twenty yards. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's literally what it. I've seen it. I saw it this year at fall practice. <laughs> like, oh, he all right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a guy might really be hurt now. And, and we take a second and like, look, check it out. Mm-hmm. All right, move it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's yep. 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 And it's trickled down to the fans, right? Because as fans, we have become desensitized that. You see somebody down, you're like, all right, it's gonna be a pause. Yeah. Let me flip the flip the channel by the time I come back, we'll be playing again. Absolutely. It's, and last night, hopefully, um didn't make you want to get up on your soapbox and preach. Yeah, hopefully, that's all I'm saying. Just don't hopefully it made you a better fan, and hopefully it made you somewhat a better person, and hopefully. It made you want to just really show love and positivity, man, and, and be reflective and appreciative on, on life itself, just life itself, man, and how how blessed it is just to take the next breath or speak the next word. I agree. Man, 
as hopefully it made us all a little bit better. Lucky Lefty podcast, man. So uh, once again, our prayers and thoughts go out to Demar Hamlin, his family, uh, Buffalo Bills, Cincinnati Bengals, uh, T. Higgins, who was seen walking down the hallway embracing his mom, um, emotional. He is probably like, dude, I. It wasn't his fault, though. And no, it wasn't his fault. But, you know, to be part of that, that's something that he's going to have to have to fight through, you know. And I look, I don't, bro, I can't tell those guys. At some point, they're going to have to look at the business side. At some point, they're going to have to face it. At some point. At some point, they're going to have to face it. But I can't tell them what their schedule should be when it comes to that. You know, we'll sit back, we'll wait. Yeah, it was an important game. Playoff seeding, um, bragging rights, probably the biggest game of the year to this point. But, hey. Yeah, definitely one of the biggest games of the year. Another another chance to put, you know. Joe you Joe just wanted to see Josh Allen lose. That's all. That's it. That's what I wanted to see. Just That's another all you wanted to see. Overrated. I just wanted the, the people to see that. So that's it, man. Like, we can be on opposite sides in our thoughts, in our opinions, but all of us can meet in the middle as human beings. Plain and simple. That's it. Lucky Lefty Podcast, man. That is, and that wraps up um, this part of the show and discussing Damar Hamlin and um, why. Not why, but how, you know, you can now really feel really good about Braden Lindsay's decision and the decision <laughs> of the other, uh, a Steve Elmer to say, you know what? Steve Elmer had years to play left. Middle of the season. All right. And it's crazy because he didn't tell nobody. He just, <laughs> I think he may have only told like Coach Kelly. It was like, Coach Kelly, I know I got a, another year, but I'm good. Yeah. I'm politics. Or a Corey, a Corey Robinson. That's just like, you know what? Draftable player, but he want to work in the art business. <laughs> you what? know, it, it is, yo, it is what makes Notre Dame special. And, um, you know, because it, it's a lesson to all of us, man. Like, whatever we do in life that we love, appreciate it because it literally can be gone. And the people we love can be gone in a moment. So make it a habit to tell the people that you love that you love them. Tell them that you love them so that they know and appreciate everything that you have, man. Like I said, that's it for this half. We're about to get into the next half, which is going to be Notre Dame's championship pieces and what the Notre Dame players had to say. After the Gator Bowl, once again, Apple Podcast, Spotify, CFB Nation in conjunction with Irish Breakdown. Leave us five stars. Leave your comments. We would greatly appreciate it. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast. We indeed spin it different. (laughs) 
I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.